Hey folks, welcome to the State Tax Show. This is Matt Hunsaker. During November, the MTC held its virtual committee meetings. Let's run down the highlights. I hope that all of you had a great Thanksgiving and were hopefully able to take a bit of a breather from the work grind and take time to think about what you're grateful for and maybe kind of do a little reset on your priorities. One of the priorities around our house is getting one of my son's math grades up to where it ought to be. And unfortunately, I don't remember how to do most math. And so I had to enlist the help of my smarty pants daughter, who took great delight in mocking how much math I have forgotten. Here's a clip. 3y equals negative x minus 3 divided by 3. Y I can't equals. I you had the audacity to say, I've taken more math classes than you. <laughs> In the audacity. And then you go over here and don't even know how to solve a linear equation. <laughs> I'm like three times as old as you. And you don't know how to do a linear equation. How often do you think I have to do a linear equation? I, I bet if I challenge you to a math off right now, I would destroy you. Yeah, but I bet you a 16-year-old dad challenged you to math off. I bet you'd be pretty competitive. No, I bet I would have destroyed you then too. When I was 16, I'd already done calculus. I was done with, like, anything you're going to do in high school, I've already done. <laughs> But what use did it serve you if you just forget it when you're 40 years old? I truly hope that each of you are having much better luck than I am in tutoring your kids on math. A while back, I talked about how the Multi-State Tax Commission, or the MTC, would be holding its fall committee meetings virtually because of COVID. Well, those meetings have happened, and... I think you guys are due a quick report on what went down. The Uniformity Committee kicked things off first with their meeting on November 5th, and the main topic there was technical corrections to the MTC's model uniform statute for reporting adjustments to federal taxable income and federal partnership audit adjustments. The MTC has the longest name for things. I wish they would shorten that stuff up. This is the model statute that says what you have to do as a taxpayer when the feds come in and adjust your taxable income, or how to handle a partnership audit, especially with the new partnership audit regime. I guess it's not all that new, but still kind of new to the states. I did an episode on this ages ago, but it might be time for an update. Let me know what you think. I mean, now states have had a chance to adopt some of these provisions. And we have a little bit of practical experience to go off of. The proposed technical corrections included a change that would allow partners to get refunds when an administrative adjustment report leads to a negative tax amount, you know, as opposed to an imputed underpayment. In some cases, in fact, partnerships themselves would be able to get a refund. Well, that proposal 
passed unanimously and has been forwarded on now to the executive committee. Ever ambitious, the committee also kicked around the idea of, I think it was seven possible new projects. A few of those were COVID-related. One of the projects was to look at NOLs, which we suspect COVID will produce plenty of, and how the federal NOL affects states and how states compute and track uh, state-level NOLs, which is always a headache. They also talked about a project on best practices for enacting gross receipts taxes. This is kind of interesting because you see a lot of states are looking at gross receipts taxes during this downturn because they produce a more consistent revenue source, supposedly, when net income is down. They also talked about a bunch of other stuff like sourcing receipts from multi-channel networks and whether to look into sourcing digital goods and services in light of the post-Wayfair environment. A while back, the MTC changed the special industry apportionment provisions in UDIPA, and the committee also discussed whether to work on updating the related rules. I'm sure I'm leaving something out, but when the dust settled, the committee voted to begin working on studying the state tax treatment of pass-through entities. The subcommittee is going to first work on essentially issue spotting conformity things, uh, you know, with interaction with state and the federal regime, and then report back at the next committee meeting. Of course, this all predates the IRS's notice on the pass-through entity workaround structure. So we'll have to see how that eventually plays in. Next up, on November 16th and 17th, the Nexus and the Audit Committees met. Let's start with the Nexus Committee. This is the committee that oversees what's called the National Nexus Program. And if you aren't familiar with that program, it allows the, I think, 38, let me look at my notes here, yeah, the 38 participating states to exchange information and allows taxpayers to engage in a multi-state voluntary disclosure program instead of going to each state individually. It sounds like the number of taxpayers jumping into the multi-state VDA program is really taking off. In 2019, there were about 200 taxpayers in it, and it's looking like by the end of the year, that number is going to jump up to 300. So that's a, a big increase in taxpayers looking to take advantage of the multi-state VDA program. The committee is also revising its uniform sales and use tax exemption slash resale certification multi-jurisdictional form, again with the long names. This thing has been around forever and allows sellers to be registered in one state and still claim the resale exemption on purchases from a supplier in another state, even if they aren't registered in that state. Right now, 37, I guess right, 37 states allow sellers to use this form. And the form is now being updated to reflect the Wayfair decision and kind of the upheaval, the general upheaval of states' nexus laws. Next up, the audit committee. This is the committee that runs the MTC joint audit program. And that's where the MTC staff audit taxpayers on behalf of a bunch of member states. 
The committee reported that there are currently 19 income tax and 29 sales tax audits going on right now. During the committee meeting, the committee approved edits to its 133-page audit manual. And this is the manual that explains the whole procedure from beginning to end of the MTC audit and some general principles. Nothing ground-shaking here, just some additional discussion of things like, uh, for example, the Joyce method and throw out. The committee also edited its statute of limitation waiver for multi-state audits and included an explanation in its audit manual about what happens when a taxpayer refuses to sign the form. Now for the big finale, the executive committee meeting. This happened on November 20th, and essentially the executive committee heard reports from the various committees, including the State Intercompany Transactions Advisory Service, or CITUS, which as a transfer pricing guy always gets my juices going, along with some other personnel. Nothing too terribly exciting, except the committee did hear a report from the hearing officer for updates to Public Law 86-272 Statement of Information. This project has been around for a couple of years, and we've talked about how it would really undercut Public Law 86-272. And for those of you who may not be familiar with that law, that's the federal law that prevents states from imposing an income tax on businesses whose only contact with the state is going in and soliciting orders for tangible personal property where the orders are accepted and fulfilled from outside the state. The problem with this updated statement of information is that if you have any sort of an interactive website, these proposed revisions would probably render Public Law 86272 essentially meaningless for you. The committee voted, nevertheless, to move the amended statement forward and conduct a bylaw 7 survey of the states. Now, keep in mind that regardless of what happens with that survey, this revised statement is not law. States still have to adopt it if they want to enforce it. And if they do, go ahead and grab yourselves some popcorn and get ready for the litigation. Well, that's it, I think. I hope I didn't miss anything, but if I did, let me know and I'll provide an update. I'll be back next Monday with a very special treat. Until then, have yourselves a great week. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. The hiring of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.